0: All right, guys, what is up? We're on the 38th installment of the uh, Unplugged Alpha series. We're going to be talking about what a good whammon is tonight. Um, I know there's like a bit of a cottage industry out there on, uh, you know, woman bashing. And, you know, they're all going to just like monkey branch from you to, to, to some other dude overnight. And there's nothing you can do about it. But there's a lot of good tw- traits. And, you know, we wanted to kind of like offer you guys a little bit of uh, insight on that. So I'm joined tonight with Fifty Shades, Moth, and Renegade. Uh, probably going to have, uh, Jaron join us, uh, at some point during the show. He's, he's probably just, uh, getting off his grinder app and getting ready to hop on with us. <laughs> what's going on tonight, boys?
1: Oh, so living life, enjoying a fun, fun post-fashion week, uh, world right now. So it's fashion week this past weekend out in LA. it is a good time.
0: Yeah. What's that like? You just kind of sit around and like the girls walk up and down the runway and you, Hey, you know, check out that weird outfit.
1: Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Cause, um, it's blown up a lot over the last, like, I'd say four or five years. Um, they've gotten adopted into the official fashion week circuit. So like with Paris, Milan, all that fun stuff. So now LA is officially in there, which is like, you know, it's hey about time. Uh, mm-hmm. cause there's a lot of talent and everything around the city, but it's cool. You get a lot of like either high concept stuff, some practical stuff, um, one of the guys that uh, was the head designer, costume designer for the movie Dune, he actually had a collection that he unveiled, so it was kind of cool to see that. Um, so yeah, a lot of cool stuff, and yeah, you know, parties some are good. Interesting too. fashion. Oh yeah, there's yeah. always some good times.
0: Um, all right, so Fifty Shades, I'm going to throw it to you to sort of kick it off, bro, because I mean, this was uh, this was an idea that you kind of cooked up. So uh, where should we start with this one, my friend?
2: Well, um, as, as you mentioned, there is a cottage industry that's popped up, which is nothing but just bashing women. And your premise from the get-go has been do the work, improve yourself, and screen out the red flags and the crazies, and you'll enjoy the fruits of your labor. And, you know, we we just chit-chatting among the group. We figured out that there's a lot of nice things women do and um, when you get good quality women. We should preface that. And that, you know, that completely complement a man's life. Um,
0: Is there any any disagreement or anything that we would need to expand on, you know, with the whole red flags? Because if you just avoid those and that kind of solves a lot of your problems to begin with.
1: I mean, the only thing I'd say, right, is that sometimes don't get too bogged down in the, the red flag side of the equation in, in the sense of, you know, sometimes guys have a checklist, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like this girl, you know, has like one or two like red flags. Mm-hmm. Proceed with a little bit of caution, right? Depending on the nature of the red flag, because everybody's gonna have a red flag. If someone has no red flags, right? That's a red flag in and of itself. So, you know, <laughs> don't don't think that, oh my gosh, like, you know, this girl has like one red flag and otherwise, like she's, she's awesome. It, it's you know t- going to be a total write off. So that's something I hear a lot from guys is that they tend to you know one thing is up, so they tend to hone in on that one thing and make it a bigger deal than it really is. Yeah, so 100%. you know, yeah. yeah, so red flags, right? They're, they're there, but you know, proceed with caution. And everyone's going to have a red flag. It's just human nature, right? Nobody's perfect. So you know, proceed with caution, right? If it's like, hey, her last one red flag is, oh, she lit her apartment on fire. Okay, that's a pretty major one. Probably want to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. But if it's- Minor, like, hey, you know, she loves to watch garbage TV or like, you know, play around on Instagram a ton. Mm. All right, well, then you know, proceed with caution, right? I
0: thought it, I thought I it made it reasonably clear in the chapter when I wrote it that like you can invite women with red flags into your life. It's just that you're going to complicate it unnecessarily.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, that was pretty clear. But again, sometimes guys, right, they tend to hyper focus, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. like I saw this one thing, and now I'm like just waiting for it to pop up and manifest. And so sometimes, you know, being guys, we can like overcomplicate things ourselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the red flags, again, like take it all in stride, proceed with caution, but, um, you know, don't let that stop you from, right, enjoying the the company of somebody that compliments you really well.
0: Would you would you agree with all that, Moff?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think context is important. I think that... N- not giving into your knee-jerk reaction, unless it's something that's super egregious. Like we talk about, I mean, the number one that you would never, shouldn't, should never, and shall never tolerate is like a violent woman, for some, for example. Yeah. But we talk about like daddy issues. So some guys will, will say like, okay, uh, her parents are divorced. That's it. Red flag. Done. Right. So, okay. Let, let's do a little bit of digging. Let's figure it out. Okay. Maybe she has a good, albeit separate relationship with each parent. Maybe he's still around. Or because because even like we mentioned and we talk about a lot like okay just because your parents are still together doesn't necessarily mean that this guy's not a piece of furniture or he's not you know cater to the whim of his uh, cater to his princess's every need and every whim so uh, yeah I, I think it's one of those things where you're kind of just testing the ice right you're giving it a couple of knocks before you step onto that uh, iceberg or that ice flow. so yeah I think there are some that you can essentially dismiss right away. But even something as simple as like tattoos, okay, well, I got these when I was really young. You had a woman on your show a couple weeks back where she's like covered head to toe, I think.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And it's like, you know, I really regret these. I wish I hadn't done that if I had known now what I knew then. And you could really chalk that up to poor decision making. But uh, a lot of times people just don't know any better. And they're just doing what they feel. And especially when emotions are the primary driver behind women's decision making uh they just maybe not know or won't know until much later so yeah look like some things are going to pop up proceed with caution but i think to Renegade's point like you're never going to find a no red flag or somebody that doesn't tick because look there's not just 20. I'm sure that we could come up between the four of There's us. Those like,
0: more, but those were the ones that like popped right? up most often over the last year. So yeah, last
3: few and there are so some that concepts. are a little more egregious than others, and it just mm-hmm. depends on what you're going to put up with. And if you're well equipped to deal with those too, some guys are more skilled than others, mm-hmm. uh, and they can know how to navigate that. So, so yeah, I, I think generally speaking, like a good rule of thumb, like avoid red flags, and that will get you green flags, but we can certainly, it's certainly a more nuanced topic that we're certainly going to get
4: into. 50 Shades. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, guys. The you know, as Moff said, the green, the green flag things, and the the things that you know when you when you engage with a girl after screening out the green flags and the things you start to to get into. And when we there was a couple of us and the one percent met up over the last couple of weeks, and I said to the guys, they said, if any of us arrived here to the house and said, oh, I just I I, had a, I hit a deer on the way down, or I had a blowout in my tire the first thing we'd all do is rip on them going, <laughs> you know, just, just, just guys, the way we rip on each other. If, if you, you know, if, if you come across a good woman, you tell her that situation, you know, you're going to get a beer, a cup of tea, a coffee, you're told to sit in the sofa, you're going to get a back rub and de-stress and, oh, you've had a real crap day. And, you know, sometimes, you, you know, the, the female sense, senses compared to the male senses, when, when they are a, a, a good woman and they sense you're in a crap place, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll compliment you
0: um jaron i, I see in the live oh, okay there he is i i dropped him on uh facebook for a message here we go what's up buddy i wasn't sure if you checked the message but i saw you looking for the link
5: oh nice can you can you hear me
0: see yeah me yeah you're coming in loud and clear man loud and clear so we're talking about what a good woman is today how you doing man
5: oh cool yeah i'm doing well I'm done on these calls but normally i'm just laying on the couch with a the headphones on and uh i've got a plus one here and she's like oh, i'm a photographer all right go ahead and set the shot while i shower real quick so i like it yeah i like the light in the background how, how are you guys doing i know you don't care about the shot
1: <laughs> yeah. it's all good man it's looking good
5: for uh yeah inside review for the audience we do uh we do these bi-weekly calls and then like for these shows we get and get uh, we do like the pre-show calls and they're actually really fun we're like setting everything up so that's why i say I'll, I'll come in at least with a plug uh for rich's group join the group there's all sorts of fun stuff we do um uh, you see guys like me, Moth, Josh on here, uh, Irish. We come in the group, add a ton of value. We get invited on the shows like this, and then before you know it, you know we're we're having actual like calls together and planning stuff out. So it's super cool, guys. Just a little insider's view for y'all.
0: So, what are the positives when it comes to women? Because I mean, I feel like it's kind of obvious, you know. Whenever this you know conversation comes up about you know like what's good about women, and there's a lot of guys that are like down and out about it, and they're like, it's just not worth it, bro. She's just gonna. Steal all your money, break your heart and monkey branch over to Chad and, you know, you'll never see your kids again. And yeah, that happens to some guys. But, you know, women do complement a man's mm-hmm. life if uh, if you're a guy worthy of that. One and two, you got, you know, strong frame and you know how to deal with a long term relationship, you know, with a woman in your life. I mean, it is easier just dating women, spinning plates, dating mo- non-monogamously than it is to deal with one woman in a long term relationship. Um, it's also yeah. lower risk you know um, you get the best of them too yeah yeah really nice yeah so I mean like I mean if you do decide to you know invite a woman into your life and become exclusive in a you know like relationship or non-exclusive however it is you know you decide to run it but if you do invite her into your life like you should you should only be inviting a woman really if 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 she's a good chick so what does a good woman look like to you guys
5: I always say, and guys, join Moff and I after these shows. We always do them. It's a little kind of like free-flowing format. But um, I always say to to Moff's crowd that it's collaborative rather than combative. And I have this conversation with Mexican girls all the time. I literally just had it in the last half hour. Like, why don't you date American girls? There's a lot of them down here. Mm -hmm. And I say, you'll notice very clearly, like, once you get to the point where we start going out in public, if you get to that point with me, um, like, a lot of Americans will come up and talk to me. And you'll notice very clearly how they treat the american men versus how like my mexican girls or even girls that aren't mine treat me or like mexican guys in general and that's collaborative i think is a big one uh, for example i told you i have a plus one she took a little too long in the shower so i'm like all right well now i'm behind so you got to set up my shop for me and she was she was out here doing that and then now she's putting on her makeup doing whatever so it's like hey okay like i gave you a little bit of space but now since i'm behind you need to make it up to me and then there's no there's no bickering there's no fighting there's no whatever it's like oh yeah of course my bad i didn't realize that like okay cool And and it's nice it's fun it's free-flowing and it's just i always say again on Mop show uh, just a good experience overall and i think a lot of guys that don't have those experiences it's because they tell these really stupid stories to themselves like i don't deserve a girl like this uh, in our private one percent call i got to that point this week and i'm like oh no i, I thought this girl's out of my you know out of my league which a lot of guys fall into that misnomer in their head and then i realized no, this chick's into me like jaren be cool man and uh, have a good time and i think women feminine women are able to do that and again the the key is collaboration versus uh competition i believe
0: i just want to i just want to throw this up on the screen real quick to deal with it uh andy says i got permanently banned off Tinder for putting <laughs> your five tips to be more attractive in my profile that's a twitter <laughs> post that keeps getting retweeted because it's popular and it's like standard stuff, like, you know, be feminine, know how to cook, uh, you know, compliment his life, don't be argumentative, you know, just Femin- like, don't be a Feminine single girls
5: will say, no, duh. Like, if you yeah. say, like, when, when girls, like, a lot of <laughs> But I mean, like, are, you like, can't
0: put that in, like, a Tinder profile today, yeah. especially if you live in North America, right? Like, yeah, you will get banned off the of You will, yeah. App.
5: But when you have that conversation, girls like, so I checked out your videos, and I'm like, yeah, they're really controversial. And they're like, no, they're not. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, this is all no, duh stuff. And- they actually get stoked about it like we wish more guys knew this stuff because it's fun for them to be able to have good experiences with guys too when you both bring your best to the table it's just it's just a joy all around.
0: That's the funny thing too because I mean like when you really knock this out of the park like women generally are like you're you're actually providing a useful service like you're showing guys how to be attractive, how to maintain frame, how to make bank and chase excellence, right? Like these are things that we put emphasis on.
5: Yeah, it benefits them at the end of the day. Like, Let's be honest, most women want to date men. And the more men that are out there that get it, you know, they're going to have better experiences.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like to use a car example, right? Like if you just barely know how to drive a Toyota Corolla and we throw a Ferrari at your way, it's going to be very intimidating. (laughs) It's going to be very scary. You actually might have like a really terrible experience because you're not even going to know what to do. But, you know, you get your driving skills up, uh, take a couple race courses, and suddenly you're getting the most out of it. It's pretty much like that. Like when you as a guy, right, are on your game and getting the most out of life, you're going to find that you bring the most out of women, right? Because a lot of guys don't know how they know how to, right, engage and start talking to girls, but they don't know how to elicit and bring out the best that they have to offer. And once you, you figure that out, suddenly everything else starts leveling up in your life.
0: 50, I yeah, you so you know unmute yourself.
2: Yeah. um, One of the things I I think that I've discovered in the last year is I've become attracted to unplugged women because I I believe there's blue-pilled women who are plugged in as well. And one of the traits that I see in in plugged in women is that if they're complimenting a man and being complimentary to him, and I don't want to say subservient, but being good to their man, society tells them that they're being oppressed. Mm. So again, back to what Jaron said, these combative um, Western plugged-in women, I, I want to say, you know, women who consume a lot of pop culture think that, you know, they're being abused in a relationship, not abused, but they think they're been oppressed in a relationship when they're not. Um, and again, if you come across a girl that isn't plugged into any of that nonsense, stuff can be a lot more free-flowing, easygoing, and you're not dealing with a confrontational, you're dealing with someone who knows that a man's been a man, she's been a woman, and that is not An oppressive relationship. It's a symbiotic relationship.
0: What about the whole like narrative that you hear, where women are just like, "I want to find my equal," and it's like, I don't, I don't understand guys that like seek that. Right? You know, like I want to be with a career professional woman with degrees on her wall, framed in mahogany, with little lame letters after her name, climbing a corporate ladder, coming home. And then you know, crapping on you basically. You know, mm-hmm. you you go out and you do your thing all day. You want to come home and you know have a peaceful life, not um, you know deal with a hashtag boss girl or sas girl or anything like that, right? It's like one of the problems that needs to be addressed. Um, and you know whether it gets addressed or not is irrelevant to, to me. I don't give a shit because there's loads of women out there that are still feminine. Um, is that if you want to have a good experience with women? And you're a conventionally masculine guy that's chasing excellence. You know, you look good. You lift weights. You make bank. You got game. You got a good circle and network. You're, you know, you're interesting. You're influential. You're, you're a captivating guy. You're not boring and, and shit. You don't really want to deal with a boss girl, right? You want a feminine beauty that's going to complement your life. That is, um, you know, going to be useful to you. Like, if you get sick, who, the, like, who's going to take care of you? Your boys? Like, I love Moff, I love Aaron, and all you guys they'll on call the show, you make right? fun but of you. Moff ain't going to come over and take care of me if I'm fucking sick. He's not, right? But a good woman will do that, right? You know, she'll I'm, feed I, you. She'll clean up your place afterwards, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, I you got a... They
5: made fun of him. Yeah, guys don't. Yeah, guys want to take care
0: of you. I mean, yeah, they'll they make fun back. of you, exactly. Yeah, they had our like, back, like, stop like, being they such a bitch and get it done, like right? Yeah, I had, I had a bad head cold this weekend.
2: I was on the sofa, and I got, like, tissues and, and hot tea delivered to me. And I'm like, who? where'd this come out of? Yeah. Yeah. And guys will be like, yeah, see you later. We're going out.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Most guys don't know what they're uh-huh. bargaining for when they talk about that kind of stuff. They, they, a, it's the fear of burden of performance and they don't want to take responsibility for, you know, if you're going to have hundred percent authority, then you need to take hundred percent responsibility. And they say, Oh, well two incomes were better than one because then we can get a better house and we can get a better, this and better that. And it's, I'm going to share 50% of the responsibility. So I don't have to be the decision maker because they just don't understand hypergamy at a fundamental level. And they don't understand what sort of character traits and attitudes generally are going to come along with boss girls, boss babes, this whole thing. And just to go back to the earlier point, really quick, I think what this really just boils down to is pay attention to how you feel when you're around this chick, right? Do you... Enjoy being around. Do you enjoy spending time with this person? Because, look, a lot of guys that they've they've gone through a couple of women. They've got their notch count to whatever decent you know count is. I don't even care what it is at this point. But there does seem to be a certain point where it just becomes like, yeah, it's fun. But pay attention to how you feel about this person if you're not in the bedroom. You know, ninety-five. Jaron and I talk about this all the time. Ninety-five percent of the time you spend with A woman is not going to be, unless it's a pure friends with benefits hookup situation, is not going to be in bed in the throes of passion. So if you have these feelings where you just can't stand to be around them and you just want them to get out of your house or you just want to leave as quickly as possible, then that's telling you something. You know, if you can spend time around this person and actually have a conversation with them and it doesn't have to be, you know. I often talk about and say how well men and women generally are on different planets or come from different universes. So, we just because we don't experience the world through the same lens doesn't mean that we can't talk about things or have conversations that are going to benefit us both. So, just paying attention to generally how you are when you're around them are you rushing out the door or do you not mind? Hey, cool, like we can actually talk about the sort of content we make, or we can actually talk about what's going on with work and job and things like that. Uh, do you just generally like being around this person
5: or yeah. in general i say um bring her like this is all frame theory but like bring her into your world so like the one i've got here right now i'm like earlier i thought like okay like I, i'm free from this time to this time i have this show got to get going so i was trying to like kind of rush her out and then i came out i was like i was like hold on i never asked you was, like you don't want to leave do you she's like no i was like oh well, stay in the background. you yeah, know i don't care like I, like duh jaron like like let's get it together but you know she's but now like you know, I'm going to need food here in a bit. I'll just mute the mic and tell her to go order me food and I'll get it here. So it, it, so it, it is really, really nice. But, um, going back to the listening thing, it was that point, like, if you don't ask the question, like, Oh yeah, like what are you looking to get out of this? Cause the deed's already been done after that. Like you're just two human bodies occupying space. You're like, Oh, I should probably get to know this person. Uh, and women have a lot of awesome qualities that they can, they gladly exhibit if you know how to bring it out of them.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like, you got to pay attention, right. To like, kind of like that yep. balance of energy, right. Like the, the ebb and flow, right. You could, as guys, you can sense it right not to be like all woo or everything, but you can sense when you're around someone, if they're kind of like positive and like help, kind of help uplift you or like kind of like help bring out the best of you. And you can kind of feel if they're vibing off of that as well. Um, Cause that's where the boss babe can kind of be a bit of a misnomer sometimes. Cause a lot of boss babes, right. Are like that because the average guy out there has set the bar so abysmally low that they've literally had to adopt this persona in order to basically like have their kind of own bodyguard to keep them from being bamboozled. Cause a lot of guys just aren't really bringing it up to the table. So even if you're Mm -hmm. picking up like 10% of the stuff that we're telling you right now, that's going to put you so far ahead and you'd be very shocked and surprised where you can meet a lot of top, you know, quote unquote boss babes. And it's like really at the end of the day, They just want a guy that's, you know, about his business, on his purpose, but knows how to really elicit that energy so that way they don't have to be in full-blown, like, boss babe, I got to take over, handle everything mode. They can just Mm -hmm. kind of sit back, relax a little bit, and hey, you know, hang out on the couch watching garbage TV for a couple hours every weekend, you know, it's... It's
3: it's self-preservation. It's a survival instinct. That's all it is. It's not that, you know, it's self-preservation and survival instinct combined with feminist brainwashing, essentially, but that's a recipe for... They, you know, look like they're looking around for where are the guys that are going to fulfill this archetype and fulfill this, their sort of quote unquote responsibility. Uh, But, and, and you're right, like pickings are slim these days, you know, as women become more masculine, men are becoming more feminine by the day. So, you know, they feel that they have to fend for their own. Uh, And also they're being told that, you know, that's going to make you attractive, go make your money, go sleep around, go get the career, go be the, the CEO. And then. By the time you quote unquote made it and you have x amount of dollars in the bank there's gonna be guys lining around the block to come marry you and it's sadly not the reality uh but you know like it's not a, it's it's not their fault they're being sold a bill of goods that isn't real and they're also uh they are operating purely on emotional survival instinct yeah,
0: that's yeah, like, you um, yeah you can't you can't expect like, huh? that level of ownership to be taken from you know from women when it comes to their to their choices although I mean, we try to hold everybody to the same standards that we hold ourselves to when we, when we set high standards for ourselves. Like, I know that one of the things that I struggle with is like, I've I've always had very high standards. I mean, the reason why I've gotten done the shit that I've gotten done and I've accomplished what I've done is simply because I won't tolerate mediocrity in my life. And one of the downsides of that is, I mean, you do not tolerate it with people around you. I mean, sometimes you guys will see me be a little bit short with people, especially, you know, like in chats or if something we're doing like on a private Zoom and it's like, that's why, right? It's like, I want you guys to be better. And it's not like I'm trying to fucking ruin your day. It's just, I want you to fucking do these things and and, and stop sulking. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think um, like, oh, go for it. Sorry, go ahead, man. Oh no! I was just gonna say real quickly again. Like one of the things that um, guys don't understand or experience, right, is that when you get to that point, when a girl gets to the point where she really wants to please you, like never underestimate like how far she's willing to go on the lengths of the earth. And that's she's an yours. She'll give herself yeah, to you. It's an incredibly complimentary thing. I mean, girls, I have a be, great example for you. Oh I have one too. Great point, Josh. That's this that's one a
0: great point. Sorry, Rich. Go ahead. If you want to know what a good woman is, watch how she responds when something happens to your health. And I'll give you an example. So I had this buddy of mine, you know, he went down to Mexico on a trip with his girlfriend and a day before he left, you know, goes to the gym sort of thing. And, you know, he's in the sauna and he gets a splinter on his ass, basically like an inch or two from his fucking asshole. Right. Doesn't, doesn't (laughs) realize that it's a small one, but by the time he gets off the flight and gets down on the road, down to the resort it's all welted up it's pussed up he doesn't know what the fuck's going on he can't see it obviously so she takes care of him right she cleans it out she pops it drains it like if you can get a woman to do that (laughs) on a resort by your butthole and you know she's dealing with a splinter and draining all the nastiness that comes out of that and there's no qualms whatsoever she's still all over you the entire trip very intimate with you sort of thing like that's that's solid, right? So no joke. I mean,
5: a lot of feminine women like that. Like, it, like when well, I was in like Mexico the first guys, time, right? Like, like I played baseball here, so like girls would come and like want to like pop blackheads on my back. It was the weirdest thing, but now, but now I've been experiencing this culture for almost twenty years. It's just yeah. kind of understood. If I have my shirt off, like she'll start like if there's a random hair, she'll pull it and then laugh when I'm like, oh, what the hell, you know? Like they yeah. all do that. Um, yeah, it's weird, when you say that to American people, they're like, what? Like my my girl doesn't do that. None of them do it there. <laughs>
2: But, Rachel, b- back to Josh's point earlier, if, if, if you do establish, you know, frame and you do a lot of screening and you start to experience good women in your life, it's it, it's like learning to drive the, the supercar or, or or the Ferrari. You'll start to get return benefits and you'll see the side of women that you know society doesn't want them to show you. Like you, you guys know I, I cook a lot and I garden a lot. In the last few months, I'm like getting compliments on my rough manly hands. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I also told, like, I was also told in the last few months, like, I don't want to take the lead on anything. She's just, That's a man's job. I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm flabbergasted at all that because you know a lot of the blue pill plugged in women are told all oh, of that stuff's bad, and then they turn up at 45 <clears throat> and they're they're crying in their um in their contract.
0: Would you say that it's that it's fair to state that? <clears throat> You're really only gonna have a great experience with women with, with women or with a woman if you're a strong masculine guy that knows how to lead like one of these like top shelf sort of dudes. Or can you have a good experience with women where you partner up with a my equal or a or a boss girl or whatever, a sass girl? Like, do you think it's possible to have a good experience? Like, you know, have a good woman in your life sort of thing?
1: I mean, you definitely can, right? It's I mean, I've done
0: both. So
1: yep yeah you you can it's how you right approach it like right? obviously the more like kind of you know frame that you're aware of and can hold the better your end result will be but that's not to say that you know again because i've been fortunate where i've met a lot of really awesome girls when i was still like in my blue pill phase and it could have gone i've met a lot of girls that weren't awesome so <laughs> even then at a at a rudimentary level i understood the difference between all right this girl is actually pretty awesome is great to hang out with even though my ideas and misconceptions are completely you know off base Versus mm. the ones where I'm just like, oh no, this one's, it, it's, it, this is not a good experience here. And then mm. once I started getting more and more um, self aware and able to start leading and guiding these experiences, suddenly I started like maximizing even more when I had someone that was like a, a good person that I vibe with.
3: I think it all boils down to age as well. I mean, talk a lot about how, you know, you're a younger guy in your 20s, maybe you don't have it all together yet, but you're on the path. Like you have, it's your potential means a lot. So, I mean, just like, yeah, like, no, women will be there for you. They'll help you out. They'll support your mission. But, you know, to, again, you're, you're also like, you're their lottery ticket or your middle ticket potentially mm-hmm. if they're investing in you at that younger age, your lawyer, doctor, medical school, whatever, mm-hmm. versus you're 35 and you're just like, oh, I'm going to go back to grad school. And it's like, what are you doing? Uh, so, you know, I think that you can get away with it at a younger age, depending on your potential. We talk about this a lot, but you're, if you're getting to the point now where you're older and your runway is starting to run thin, uh, you have a less, far less chance of doing so uh, because you're just not going to be in a position where she trusts you to lead. It's like, what have you been, what have you been doing for the last 17 years since you turned 18? Yeah. Your, your yeah. time is up, man. What have you been doing with your life? You know, I'm not going to follow this guy who can't even move himself out of his mom's basement.
0: They don't have patience for a guy with a plan when he's 40 doesn't matter how yeah. how hot he is. I mean, she might engage with him on a short-term yeah. basis for some, yeah. you know, for some FWB stuff, but they don't have a lot of interest in a guy that's 40, that's hot, you know, with a plan. It's like, if you're 20 and hot with a plan, no problem, all good. And know, for, for,
5: for younger guys too, I always say, cause a lot of them call in like on the after show with Moff and I, and they ask them the same question, like, hey, like I'm like early 20s or late teens, I don't really have much to offer. And I always tell guys at any age really is, you need to know, you need to craft a personal image one. So like, for example, When I was in my early 20s, I was kind of a goof, but I was like a nerd and I was like seen as like the cute guy and I was a foreigner who played baseball. So I didn't realize that was my role, but I got girls. Now, you know, I'm in my mid 30s. There's different considerations. Like I have to be on my game, like in terms of like the status game too and the money game and, you know, making sure I don't age like a glass of old milk or anything and more like a fine whiskey or wine. So you have to know what kind of role you play into from like a personal branding standpoint and then also know what box like in her compartmentalized mental framework you fall into. And I like to Mm -hmm. use the term like a fantasy box. And I learned this concept, um, guys in the 1% group, like behind the paywall, we talked, or I've talked about this a lot when I was renting out a spare room in San Diego to like surfers who were trying to like get their reps in and get on the circuit. Eventually, a lot of those guys got a lot of girls like, okay, I'm the young, hot surfer guy. And they knew it. They would tell Mm -hmm. me like, bro, I'm a 21 year old who's going to join the pro surfer circuit in California in San Diego. Like, of course I get laid. Mm -hmm. And then like, what's your image? What are you? I'm like, Oh, okay. So I, I started cultivating. I'm in mean, Mexico. It's so like the, the classical American image, yeah. and yeah. and it works. But you have to find what works for you. That's my advice. To like the younger guys, a lot of guys ask us that question.
0: Yeah, I, want to, um, I want to. I want in a couple of minutes uh, grab the super chat that's up at the top here, deal with that, and drop the link so guys can start calling in for the Q and A segment off of YouTube. But let's take a few more you know minutes just to wrap up on some of the ideas. Go ahead, uh, Josh.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, especially for you younger guys, right? It's like, you know, I don't have that much to offer. It's like, actually, a key thing that you have to offer is the element of fun. I've mm-hmm. been the guy that, right, like, I'll get girls that, you know, have gone out with, like, celebrities or guys that, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever because, hey, I might not be the richest guy. I may not be the most shredded guy. I may not be the most – um you know, tallest guy or whatever, but I could be. The no, you're the tallest guy, guy right? for sure, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right?
5: I'm right at the cusp, so I, I barely pass.
1: <laughs> but you know, I could be the guy that's the most fun, right? And that's how. What i'll be like six six? Yep, six six. Yeah, yeah. So. Dang,
5: like you're almost too tall. Like do you hit doorways. You're like you're yet? like one of the or few like guys, six,
0: guys that I meet that I'm doing this shit. And I'm like I'm six two, and I'm like yo, what's up, Jeff.
1: It's, oh, no.
5: Rich, it's, just... it's weird when you meet another man who makes you feel small because I'm yeah, like yeah, 5'11", yeah. 200 pounds usually on the leaner side but most guys like when I shake their hand I'm stronger than them there's very few guys like guys like Paul yeah. where you're like oh, like you feel like a little man so keep that in mind too younger guys, all guys like like if, if if other guys feel small compared to you then imagine how your girl feels and you want to make her feel small in the physical sense which makes her feel secure
0: yeah uh, tidbit <laughs> closing thoughts, 50 shades you got anything before we start taking some calls?
2: Um, no, I, I just, I, I think Josh made, you know, some, some very good points earlier, um, uh, about, um, the girls that, that, that compliment you when you, when you finally get to that, that Ferrari level, you start seeing girls in it when you know you start seeing them for what they really are and you're seeing their feminine qualities and you get the best out of them and since joining the group and in, in the last year i've never done so much cutting of the dead weight in my life comes yep. to, to girls and when i started doing that i start getting you know way better results and i start seeing things in girls that i haven't seen before that i really really like and i i'm like wow this is what a feminine girl looks like this is what a girl who's into me treats me nice and who society hasn't brainwashed into being that I'm the enemy Mm -hmm. behaves like and it's it's actually pretty darn good.
0: Yeah Yeah. it's just as simple as raising your standards, right? You know, you want to you know you want to have better experiences with women. Make sure you're a better guy and raise your standards so you only deal with better women, right? And yep. Yep. There's lots of there's lots of great women out there, guys. Like don't don't believe the you know the hype about how oh she's always going to cheat on you and destroy you and she's always going to cheat with Chad. It's like, yeah women do that but if they you screw also, up. yeah but they also generally don't leave a guy that they wake up every morning and go that dude's my best option i i have like other guys become yeah. invisible okay like they don't That's see, exactly yeah you know competition when they see you as their best option right it's, it's not the like they're out there like guys like, yeah, like, like a lot of dudes are out there thinking like you know women are just out there like i'm gonna go for him like right now right it's like that's not how they work. It's not, that's not what the Uh, hypergamy equation is. Like it's a multifaceted puzzle, right? If you leave
5: her unfulfilled, she will seek fulfillment elsewhere. But once you give her, you know, what it is that she wants, like the feminine women, then really, really all they want is your masculine presence, time and attention and give it to them once they earn it. And, you know, set that, set that standard very clearly on, like, this is the way you are to behave around me and you will get the best of me if you give me the best of you. And I only accept the best in life. So Either you're on board with that, or you're not. There's no hard feelings. I don't ever get mad. I don't ever raise my voice. I'm just like, hey, just break it down. This is the way it's going to be. Either you're in or out. Let me know. Doors right there. And uh, since I've taken that attitude, I only had two girls walk through the door, and they're like, kind of like your lefty, you know, ist and ism types, is what I call them on YouTube to get around the yeah. Yeah, they're they're the isms. Uh, And I'm just like, okay. But most girls are like, hell yeah, I want to get the best out of this. I want to get the best of you because you intrigue me, and I want to give you the best of me. And then it's like a it's a positive feedback loop and you, you both go to places you haven't been before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that let me just get this real quick since I got up on the screen. It says, Rich, what's the future of wokeism in light of developing geopolitical scenario? Given that wokeism is a product of West and perpetuated by global institutions supported by the West, you see woke falling out of favor slowly. You're only going to see it fall out of favor. Uh, Favor if there's like a black swan event, like a ELE, like an extinction level event, a fucking comet hits the earth or something like that. That's when masculinity is going to be truly valued again. Like masculinity and strength and all those like not like the opposite of wokeisms thrive when there's chaos. There's no chaos in the world really today. The only chaos that we have is manufactured. It's like oh, let's let's breed this freaking virus in China and and just you know like unleash it on the world and profit from it. Like that's the extent of it, right? You don't see that. Anymore. So that's why you see wokeism because people have literally nothing to be like concerned with anymore. Everything everything is generally taken care of. Like even if you're incompetent, you can't work, you're you're not able to work, you don't want to work, you will still have housing, you know, provided, you'll still have money, you'll still have food. I mean, you won't live a rich, fulfilling life with options. I mean, you're gonna be limited, but We'll could, you know, like wokeism caters to that. It, it, it caters to the victim mindset. So that's not going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know, you guys have any thoughts on that?
5: It's an excuse for losing in life is what I always say. Again, the is the isms, they usually fall into that. Rich, you know that it's the victim mindset versus winner type mindset. I use the, the analogy that again, like you want to be one who acts upon the world and then sees how the world responds to you and adjust in real time and improve rather than be the person that the world acts upon you. And then you simply respond. And once you make that mindset shift, you literally are the author of your own universe, the hero of your own story. You can just write the script of your life exactly how you want it to be. And really, rich a lot that I've gotten out of you, like mostly the value I've gotten out of your group is just getting out of my own way. Like it's our mm-hmm. it's always been there. It's just removing that mental barrier and then leveling up. And then there's new obstacles, but they're always your own obstacles. The world really doesn't give a, a damn. Yeah, and you about can't you, Yeah, really. and you
0: can't control the world. So why do you care about, you know, the isms out there? It's like you know yeah. if you come across a woman that you find attractive and you start talking to her and you want to like advance it and you find out that she's woke or she's somebody you don't want to deal with, don't deal with her. There's right. lots of other women out there that aren't I, like that.
2: I, I view wokeism as actually it's a benefit to us, it's self-screening. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they're, they're, like because if, if a chick is woke, um she de- if she declares she's woke. And if she's walking around with blue hair, it's 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 like wow, she's already off limits. I don't have to waste time in and yeah. invest in here. If you know, if you're talking to a girl in the first five minutes and she tells you her pronouns, you're <laughs> out of here. It. So it's an <laughs> you got to turn everything to your advantage, yeah. like, like philosophers. So these people are literally marking themselves for us. That's,
0: but that but that's only what top shelf men will do. The ones that haven't figured that out, they'll like mill around. Well. Women need to be better. We need to repeal the nineteenth. It's like, that okay, you guys, I mean, you guys focus your energy on that. I'm gonna be over here winning. All right.
1: Yeah, and us say with like the, the isms is that it's they tend to be they eat themselves very slowly, yep. right? And so yep. the it's thing is, war eventually, war, right? yeah, and eventually, like people are gonna start seeing like the results that they're getting, and they're just not gonna be happy or not content, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. right? We've been in this ism era for the last like 50 60 years not going anywhere and we yeah it's not going anywhere but we <laughs> got like a couple generations of people saying like hey you know what like we're not getting the results that we thought we could get so either they're going to double down or, like and say you know what that's not working let's kind of ship the pendulum in more of a, a, a different direction mm-hmm. and so um you know i think we're going to start to see that where again you, you're going to start meeting a lot of more girls that are like yeah i was like this this and this but you know i realized that it just wasn't working out for me and it wasn't helping me at all so I had to change something, and if people are going to get to that kind of point,
0: yeah, I have to make sure that it's not like an act, though. I mean, that's, that's right. kind of like a caveat to that. How um, do going along with the
3: crowd, right? Like, yeah. uh, I've met plenty of women yeah. that are putting like pronouns and bios and stuff like that, and like after they want to be cool after one conversation, I'm like you're not a fucking feminist. Like after one conversation, I'm like, I know you're looking for a strong, masculine <laughs> guy to follow and fall into his frame. Like this is all BS, and it's a lot of it's going around. It's it's trying to not be shamed. Uh, because like, we know women like to shame each other and it's all about competition and it's anything they can do to tear one out, you know, another down so they can be, they can rise higher in the hierarchy of mating. They're going to do it. So, uh, I met plenty of women that are like that. Yeah. Dead giveaways like blue hair, pink hair, whatever, like Mm. bull nose ring or whatever the fuck that is. Like fine steer far, far, far and away from that. But Mm. usually after a conversation or two, like you can really, you can really boil down to if it's legit or not.
4: A lot of them are posers. Like
0: yeah, I I I I said Sheep. a private call earlier. Cheap, right? I mean, like as soon yeah, as like you know, like I support the next thing. Everybody's got a fucking Ukraine flag in their fucking bio. It's like yeah, do a great you know both sides people, of the story.
2: There's a great phrase people use on campus, and it's a term called lugs. Uh, have any of you heard of that? No, it When you're no. on about trends and stuff, lugs is lesbian until graduation. <laughs> oh, so, um, uh, yeah,
5: I remember that term. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Mm. So uh,
2: again, whatever whatever's cool and whatever's trendy, and a, a, a great radio show host once said that judge people by how they live, not what they say. Again, yeah. actually, instead of so you will have a lot of these girls who will you know the, there's that great meme around you know she's in college or he's in college and he hates socialism and then there's a picture of the house they grew up in,
0: mm-hmm. which is a yeah. big... it's so bizarre, man. So a lot of these guys like you know bring the shit on themselves. It's you know it's because they they don't have enough fortitude and backbone and gumption to say no this is this is what i'm about and i don't and i don't like what you guys are about i'm not going to conform with what you're about and women respect that man like if you're you know if you're on that and you're on a proper grind it's not out it's nothing outrageous obviously right but i mean if you're on a proper grind they'll actually that's what we mean when we say like a woman enters your frame it's like because she leaves the dumb sheep bullshit and she enters your frame and she does what you're doing I mean, when a woman likes you and she's a good woman, she's going to adopt your musical taste. She's going to adopt, mm-hmm. you know, your your habits and uh, passions, you know, too, right? Like mm-hmm. That's what they'll end up doing. They just kind of, like, become you, right?
1: Uh, that's why it's it, important it, for you guys to, like, go out and, like, find your support network, right? Because, again, a lot of guys let their, you know, spirits get crushed because nobody in their circle, right, understands, right? Where I work with guys that are like, yeah, hey, I'm in, you know, this small area or I'm here, like, you know, in this town or I'm here on this campus mm-hmm. or whatever. And, again, you know, if you're, one person surrounded by a hundred people all trying to go one direction. It's really tough to like stand up and like kind of go against that grain. So right. especially if you got like no backup, so leverage, yeah. you know, like communities yeah. like Rich's community where you can find those, your tribe, so to speak, and really be able to like say, Hey, you know, I'm kind of going through this. Cause again, a lot of us have been going through it and you, with the power of the internet, we've been able to actually like connect the dots mm-hmm. and form these types of communities. So that way you can send you stand a lot stronger when you're when you're with your bros.
0: Yeah, man, like these guys that are all like, you know, I want a woman that's college educated so I can have a good conversation with them. Like, eh, you know, but no. is she going to take a splinter out of your ass? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's the test. All right, that's the um, green
5: flags chapter. Yeah, it's Winter,
0: winter Test. Yeah, we'll add that to, test, to the yeah. next book. Um, I was going to say, I'm going to run the ad insert, guys. So just stand by for three okay. minutes so I can pay a few bills, and then we're going to take some, some of the call ins, right? This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line, Grandike Soap Company, and Chad's Face Scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders, or just use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store. You'll get 10% off when you use coupon code getchads10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. What's up, boys? We're back. All right, so if you guys are watching live, uh, the link to join and ask a question of the panel is pinned to the top of YouTube. So if you're on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, whatever, Uh, You're going to want to head over to YouTube. Also, it is probably worth mentioning, although I thought it was obvious, because this is a public show on YouTube. um, If you're going to be on the show, it's a public video. Don't message me like a fucking week later because you said something on the show and you want me to take the video down. If you want a private consult on what it is that you're stuck on, there's a link pinned in the top of all my videos where you can book me for private one on one coaching. Um, So, with that being said, Let's go to the Collins. Let's hit uh, Dave first. I know he's uh, he's been in there for a bit. You got a. Hey, wa- Dave. What's up, Dave? You Yo. have a story about your perfect long-term marriage with your wife and how she complements your life, and she's a good woman, right?
6: Well, there's a whole raft of stories. Um, when we first got married, I said we're not having kids until uh, five years from now, when I'm at a career point where I will have time to be a dad. Mm -hmm. and she went along with that it put her at age 35 to start having kids but you know that worked um and we had a lot of time where we did things like uh go down to the we were in germany at the time so we did things like go down drink wine on the danube and uh go to see other people in other towns that we knew from previous assignments so it was a good time but the other thing that uh That she also, because I was a commander, she stood up to be the commander's wife, which means she was the de facto leader of the wives groups, enlisted and officers. Mm -hmm. So she, uh, she backed me in that role quite, quite well. And it's, you know, I didn't have the, uh, the sliver up my ass, but I did end up with cancer and she stood by me, uh, through that ordeal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, actually I've had it twice. Um, but she was right there. She was really worried. Um, so she had a lot of angst that I didn't know about until later. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was not a good thing, but I mean, we survived it.
0: Yeah. I mean, you want to know that (laughs) you want to know if you're, her hypergamous best. She, she legitimately worries that she's going to lose her best, right? Because you know, he could potentially die
6: well i and i had a stroke back in 2018 so i'm coming back home off the airplane and you know she's worried mm-hmm. uh, there too and fortunately i i seem to be a little more durable than most people uh should expect but uh she's also um you know when you get in with wives groups and stuff you know the, mm-hmm. the women start talking and she kind of self-regulates if she's in a group of girl scout moms and a couple of them are divorced and they're talking smack about their husbands and you know all that stuff she just walks away from that just doesn't Mm. want to listen to it
0: that's good that's a good sign so
6: that's you know she you know she grew up in a religious family with and had no daddy issues so her mom was was actually bpd Mm. But she had eight kids to spread that dysfunction around the family. So she didn't get a whole lot of it, which is That's a good, good thing.
0: Awesome. All right, bro. Thanks. I'm going to pull in a few others. Take care, brother. Okay. Um, all right. We got Andrew in the house. Um, and guys, again, if you want to hop in and ask a question, uh, the link is pinned above uh, top on YouTube. Um, you definitely want hit, to hit your notifications if you guys want to hop in and do these you know, Q&A segments. Andrew, what's up, brother?
7: i um, oh, this is good to see y'all um <clears throat> i have a bit of a question although i may just be justifying it over complicating okay. so when it comes when it comes to dealing with women and a lot of the times it seems like it only focuses around sex 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 and trying to basically just having game but then uh, from what i can see i see everything from jack donovan's approach that it's kind of like sex is just sex with uh sex without kids essentially is just glorified masturbation. So I'm kind of curious what y'all's thoughts are on that. And what's what your primary focus is when it comes to that? Is it a, yeah, I'm just kind of curious to know what your thoughts are.
0: So I'm not totally clear on your question. So let me, let me just rephrase it to you to get you to sort of clarify. I have a magic Mm -hmm. wand. I can wave it. It's going to solve your question and offer clarity. What are you stuck on
7: exactly? Basically, it's kind of just basically just searching for sex is very vapid, it doesn't seem to have any payoff. Um, it's just glorified masturbation. So then searching yeah, no, for I no mean, just
0: because somebody searching says for more something. out of it. Got it. But I mean like just because somebody se- says something, and I think there's a lot of people out there that will complicate life and justify why. So I mean like you kind of already knew that you're sort of you know, like heading there and it's like they'll they'll have an opinion and say something like, Well, sex is just glorified masturbation. Okay, well I like Jack Donovan. He's a friend of mine. I've met him several times and I'll probably have him on a future podcast again. He writes Mm -hmm. great books. Um, he's by them, right? So it's not, and he's really not looking for a family either, you know, from what I understand. Um, the the thing about certain statements is if you marry yourself to them and you take them hook, line and sinker, it's like, um I did this post on my YouTube, you know, community page and then I uh dropped a link to the interview that I did with Sean Stevenson as well. And he, and he had this statement and he said never believe a prediction that doesn't empower you, right? And the thing about sex that you got to understand Andrew is it's not just about reproduction. Throughout the entire animal kingdom, most animals only have sex to make babies. Humans mm-hmm. are probably the most you know aside from dolphins and and some some primates like the more promiscuous ones um, Mm -hmm. sex is used for pair bonding for uh, transactions for socializing for social hierarchy movements there's all kinds of maneuver for fun for pleasure obviously right like it's Mm -hmm. not just to make babies when it comes to humans so Um, in fact, I put the stats in my book. I think it's something like, you know, for every pregnancy, humans will have sex like over a thousand times. Right. Whereas in the animal kingdom, it's like 10 to 15 times.
7: Okay. I don't remember that part specifically. I have read your book. I just don't remember that specifically. Yeah. Did that offer the clarity that you needed? Uh, yeah. Oh, it is. It's along the, it's along the lines of what I was, what I was wondering. Just, I appreciate the clarity. Thank you. Like,
5: I, I, I've got a question too. follow up one. um, Cause I've had a lot of guys looking for coaching lately saying that like they have a mental roadblock. Like they, they insert an excuse almost as to why they should hold themselves back. And I realize that a lot of guys on this problem. Cause a lot of girls I'm with have this problem too. Like I'll notice like they're, they're starting to enjoy themselves and they'll hold themselves back, especially like younger, more inexperienced girls. And a lot of guys do the same thing. Is it like a mental roadblock that you're trying to find a justification to maybe holding yourself back and not enjoying the act as much as you would, or do you fall in maybe a second camp where like you've already had so much where you're like, okay, I'm kind of looking for more because I got to that point too. And now I'm like, all right, really sex is a pre-qualifier to know if like the girl is cool. Like, like you got, you got to smash as fast as possible to get her into your frame. That bedroom's the last bastion of masculinity. But once you're able to like push her boundaries and actually like have that shared experience with her, then you build that trust factor. You have those hormones flowing in you and her, then you build that closeness, that interconnectedness. And at that point, she's much, much more receptive and much more forthcoming into coming into your frame. So those are like kind of the Correct. two camps I see guys asking those questions fall into. Do you identify yeah. with either of those or am I kind of off base? There?
7: No, you're not off base. It's yeah. uh, what is it recently? I'm very young as y'all can probably see. I'm about 25. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm finally getting to the point now where I can get basically girls whenever I want to. And it's kind of, and I get bored very quickly with it because yeah. it seems like it's just, that's it. Move on. Okay. Whatever. And there's kind of nothing left. So it's just like, okay, there has to be more to this. And so I've gotten very apathetic to it. So I'm trying, so I'm trying to figure out if it's...
0: Are you just focused on racking up a notch, count?
7: No. I've gotten to the point now where I don't really care who it is that I'm with, what girl mm-hmm. that it is that I'm with. I only care about you want intimacy. what kids is that I will eventually have. If you want to
5: have you?
0: kids then then what you're going to start to look for is you're going to look for a a woman that's good mother stock, right? Which means that you're going to have to spend Mm -hmm. some time with her over a couple of years to see what she's really all about, right? To see what she does when stress is applied Mm -hmm. to the relationship Uh, because women, you know, can act, you know, if they like you, especially. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, you meet a chick and you like heavy metal and she doesn't like heavy metal. She'll probably start liking heavy metal. Right. So it's like you want to see if she's truthfully like as sorted as she really is, if she doesn't have red flags or if she's acting. So, I mean, if your longer term goal is later on down the road, if you're 25, you shouldn't really be worrying about this right now. Like this is probably something I'd be looking at mm, closer to like late, late twenties, maybe even thirties. But Mm -hmm. right now that that like the dynamic should be forced on chase excellence, make bank, you know, set the foundation for your life, understand female nature, be captivating, you know, build a interesting life so that you're not boring, you know, you don't get bored easily, stuff like that. And then, you know, just date women. And if there's a woman that like really... You know, like I always say, spin plates, let the cream rise to the top. If you want to have a family, then, you know, pick that one. If that's the one that you
7: want to do. So basically already overcomplicating. Don't need to rush in. Don't need to rush so much.
0: Yeah. It's like, whatever, man. Like, you know, if, if you actually spend time with women yeah. when you're not having sex and just like go and have a coffee with her and get like a baked good and just kind of sit there and, you know, just shoot the shit. Right. Like it doesn't have to be like smashing all the time. Yeah, it's fine. keep keep yeah, it after a while Andrew Andrew uh, sorry yes, sir. Uh, um one,
2: one, one of my things I do for screening purposes uh, and this is just to find out what women are into I'll say um who held uh, Alexander's uh, left flank at the Battle of Gamela? okay <laughs> just to test out whether they're into Greek and Roman history like me and just you know you have a problem that 90 percent of the men that we're encountering nowadays do not have bro so Mm -hmm. go get into bitcoin or take up a hobby start doing wood turning or learning to cook or something because if it's raining on you get get that's why i joined the group
4: some other part of your life
5: i became a classical f-boy i'm like all right like i don't have this problem in my life anymore what else is there and then you know I was like well right. i kind of need higher quality guy friends and actually i look more forward to coming on to these shows and hanging out with mm-hmm. i hang out with all these guys in real yeah. life like these are my friends now and i look way more forward to that and then now like even now like these last couple Well, actually most of the streams there's a girl in the background you know doing whatever but i just kind of let them know like, here's my day here's what i do here's what i'm about if you want to stay mm-hmm. in the background that's fine if you want to take off like cool too but they cut like I'm set on my life, on my purpose. I do what it is I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And then they're just along for the ride, and they mm-hmm. can they can jump off and off, on and off the roller coaster whenever they want. You know, Which it's, We have some rules like okay. don't poison the well,
1: obviously. But and, and again, keep in mind that exchange of of energy, right? Because yeah, when you're getting physically intimate with someone, there is that type of exchange and transfer. So if you're just in that like, kind of like rack, 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 then suddenly like you're mm-hmm. just kind of absorbing everything, right? Like you're imparting some, but you're absorbing a lot. Um, so yeah. like one of the interest, most interesting experience I had was when I was simultaneously going out with and hooking up with 14 girls at once was all 14 of those girls were actually girls that I genuinely liked, cared about, and would enjoy their company and all could have had some type of long-term potential. So in a hmm. lot of senses, I almost felt like Superman where I was like, oh my gosh, like right, there's this overabundance of like positive energy flowing Did you
0: say 14 girls?
1: Yeah, 14. Yeah. dude that's yeah, a that's, lot of plays it, I mean, like, it it like, was, run. you're a it it glutton a for fight.
0: punishment if you run 14 at a time
1: yeah that was yeah that was absolute craziest <laughs> that i ever did but it was it was 2020 like there's nothing else to do right um, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> so you know then i mean yeah normally right try to keep it somewhere between like the two to three there's range, like seven days but, in a
0: week like you could basically like either had to double them up daily
1: uh, and yes. I got some. I got stories from that year. Oh, dude. Year. Okay, but right. well, we'll talk offline. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we'll talk offline. But you Don't know, join
5: us on Moth Show afterwards, and we can.
1: I'll come on. I'll come on the show afterwards. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, not to derail the conversation too much. Moth, where did you go on? When you got wow. that energy, right, kind of cycling through, um, yeah. you know, all, if you have, like, you know, two or three of them that are just, like, a really bad negative kind of energy, all right, cool, you might get the the notch count, but that energy gets into you, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. want to be careful with, like, hey, who are you, you know, inviting into yeah. sharing that most intimate of intimate experiences with.
5: And because and I'm, also pay attention to how I'm, your energy interacts with her. So, like, like I, I get to the point where, like, yeah, before when I was running up the notch count, it's just, like, literally, like, once – penetration occurred in my head it like okay this is over what's next and i was always thinking it's like how a fat that's kid insane. thinks like like when i was obese it was always like i'm eating but i'm thinking about the next meal like that's kind of an addiction and a, a compulsion at that point yeah. so for me i was yeah. like all right Jaron, let's take it back let's slow down and now like even in the actual act like usually usually act 1 like you know the girl's excited there's tension you're excited too it's a new partner you're feeling them out It's fun. The second act, like, it's kind of like, all right, try to fill out her boundaries, see like what she's about. And the third for me is usually really intimate. Like we slow it down, like a really slow and it's like, it's a deeper, deeper connection. That's after Mm -hmm. you've built trust and, you know, actually had the conversations like, oh, what does your day look like? What do you do? What are your goals and aspirations? Like you'll feel her come into you. And that's the point for me, like, that's the point now that my new objective is, is where I'm like, all right, like, I've got this girl, like, she's all about me. And you can feel it like she merges into you. Yes. So so in the bedroom, like, try to set new obstacles or new goals It a lot of guys like, Oh, you know, I got to be like, you got to do crazy kinky stuff. But you like, you can go the slower route too. and like, like, all right, I want to create like an actual physical, emotional, whatever bond with this girl. And and again, it's all about bringing the best out of her and bringing the uh, best out of you, and that's that's where that intimacy occurs, which I think is what a lot of guys are really after. They think sex theory. is the answer, but then yeah. they're like, "Oh, they're, there's not much to it."
1: Theorically, you should have that lined up right before you're getting to that point, right? You want to have the good things in, in place before, world, yeah. right? Yeah, before, and there's ways to pre-qualifier can, for a lot of yeah. Now, you can though. speed up that process mm-hmm. for sure. All
0: right, thanks, Andrew. Okay, see you, bud. All right, let me uh, grab some of these super chats, and then we'll take a few more callers. Um diet cope says i'm currently addicted to youtube and rp content and i'm procrastinating hard because of it. it is it fine to sub youtube for a movie instead after a long day of work or should i cut everything out that it, look so this sounds like these guys that like get like addicted to like red meat and outrage and it's like I have... <laughs> it's entertaining.
5: It's hard not to. Like yeah, well, it's there.
0: entertaining. I mean, it's the same reason why when there's an accident on the side of the highway, everybody on that side of the highway slows down to look at it, even if it's off the road. And then on the other lane, going the opposite direction, they also slow down to check it out too, because people like fucking <clears> chaos, <throat> like they like red meat. So, like when you understand that that part of yourself, then you can ask yourself this this question: Is like, does this two three hour cast serve me right? Is like, is there something valuable in this? Am I learning or am I just like watching Jerry Springer shit? Right. Cause a lot of it is a lot of, you know, catering to, oh, so-and-so did this and they did that. And then they say this and, they did and then it's back and forth. And it's like, okay, well, like, are you smarter after the conversations or was it just like a place to burn three hours? Cause I mean, you might as well just like go outside and watch the grass grow if that's the case
5: rich a lot of guys i think treat it like wwe or they see like it's like their own heroes version that they live out vicariously through their content creators
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah, you and
5: i have talked about this i'm getting to the point where guys reach out like oh you're one of rich's guys what do you know i'm like what (laughs) like i'm not here just like i'm living life and just sharing my observations with you like i don't know what you're uh, talking about but you realize really quickly like their hopes and fantasies and dreams and wants and wishes well they they put those on you and then they they find their character arc or their track and like Okay, like I'm a rich guy or I'm an anti-rich guy or I'm a Jaron guy or I'm a moth guy. And it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's the reason guys like spend the night, like camp out to watch a new Star Wars movie. You're like, all right, we well, can just wait yeah, a couple guys, of days and get it on you know, like, stream. Guys will, guys, wow. guys will say he was addicted to red
2: pill content. Go he said specifically that. he was addicted to red pill content.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and just
2: right. the watching of it. So, it, it, you know, I, I would use an analogy. It, it's like watching cooking videos and not ever cooking anything. Or it's like, I'm never going to the damn gym. So yeah. stop watching, as you said, Jerry Springer, red meat nonsense, go do something about it. And you know what? It, come back and consult if you have a problem.
1: Everything's about yeah, d- moderation. Download
5: the information, really try again? it out in real time, and then make your own framework out of it. Like We're just a source of, a source of knowledge, really.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all about moderation, right? Anything is, if you do too much of it or overindulge, is, is terrible for you. It doesn't matter what it is. So always keep in moderation, right? If you're watching this content, instead of like actually, you know, getting stuff done, so like, you'll go pay your bills. Hey, maybe like turn it off for like a couple hours, like go get what you need to get done handled so you can go pay your bills. Then all right, cool, like, you know, watch and enjoy. But always keep in mind, like moderation, 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 because too much of anything can, you know, be bad for you. Yeah,
3: cool. don't, well, tell, don't tell, uh, sorry.
0: for it. Go
3: ahead. Oh, see the telltale signs when you see guys spouting off platitudes, like the guy from before, Andrew, like, Oh, well, Jack Donovan says this look like there's probably no bigger fan except maybe rich on this panel of Jack Donovan than me. I mean, like the, 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 the essay I talk all about all the time. I don't care. I've read all these his books, yeah. you know, like completely
5: changed my locked mind. in. Yep.
3: And so this idea though, but like, Oh, well take anything. Right. I mean, read any book by any of these guys. You take any of the iron rules by Rolo, And anytime, you know, I have a guy comes to me or we see guys maybe in the group that are asking questions and uh, you see these guys that are just commenting like, oh, like never take an X back. Oh, like frame is like just spouting off these things where there's no nuance allowed. And so it's a really easy way to spot a guy who's watching too much and not living enough life because there's, you know, you've got general rules of thumb. Yeah, treat every gun like it's loaded, but not no two situations are ever going to be the same. So it's mostly, you know, look, like, for the general guy and the general, you know, average man out there following the platitudes as iron rules to a T, probably a good idea because most guys don't know how to sift through the nuance. And they don't know how to navigate complex situations. Uh, but like that comes with learning and actually living your own mental point of origin. Like go experience some shit and then come back to me and still feel if like you say, feel the same way about fucking is glorified masturbation.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's
5: kind of a weird comment.
0: Uh Jackson said, What activity did you do to make friends at age 20? I just rode motorcycles, man. I rode motorcycles and went to the gym. And you know, just it's all just, proximity at 20. Yeah, it's proximity. Like, you know, yeah. do stuff that you like and you will meet other people that like the stuff that you like and you hang out and you do stuff with people that you like. It's it's not complicated. It's you know, sitting around and watching YouTube or playing video games or fucking like not interacting with people in real life is harmful. Get out there and do stuff with people in real life. It's like one of the things that we've been harping on, you know, this past year in our community is, is basically like, we need more of these IRL meetups. Uh, we got one next week. I mean, Moff is coming up to Toronto. There's like awesome shit's going to go down. So it's like, you know, get together with people in real life. Just don't, you know, have online friends on discord or, or game or, you know, like fucking YouTube comment section, like meet people. Right. I mean, there's a reason why I put my community together so guys can connect. Um, Jay Tone says, under what circumstances? Perfect woman, what does that mean? Would you agree to legally binding marriage? My on-off girlfriend of six years is putting pressure on me to marriage. No job, no career, but she but she loves me's wrong. um right there. i <laughs> no, no, wrong. No. There, there's no.
5: multiple use. Uh oh.
0: Yeah. Um, if if you have an on-again, off again relationship with a chick over six years and you think that getting married is going to solve those problems that were on again, off again, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. You are going to get destroyed through the divorce grinder if you live in North America at some point. Um, to your to your prior question, would you agree to a legally binding marriage? Me? No. Fuck no. Absolutely not. I would, I would never get married or live in a way that the state would deem as a marriage. I'm not opposed to having a girlfriend. I have one. I'm not opposed to... Um, you know, potentially living with a woman in the future, but it would not ever be structured in such a way that would be deemed as a marriage by the state where you can risk your life. Depends. I mean, if you're 25, 30 and you, and you want to have a family, I mean, you're going to have to live in a way that looks like marriage. It's just, you know, there's things that you have to do that will minimize the risk. I have videos on my channel that explain what states are ideal to have kids in if you live in the U.S. and why. But, you know, most people will just skip over that and they'll go to the red meat. Oh, some bitch got thrown off a show or something like that. It's like, no man, don't spend time on that.
2: Rich, an analogy of what that guy just asked you. He's been renting a house for the last six years. Fires have randomly broken out around that house that yeah. he's managed to put out with a fire extinguisher. There's a ghost in the basement. Now he wants to buy that house and move into it.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. It's truth, man. hundred percent truth. Like, you know, when I say complicate life, justify why, I mean, every fucking show, I could literally like start with that sentence because that's what almost every, every guy does when they're like, here's my problem. Bullshit that happens around the problem. Do you think I should invite this problem in my life on a permanent basis? Right. It's like, you know, you guys Uh,
1: analyze why there was an off period. Right. And that (laughs) to tell you right there, like, all right, something's up.
0: It's like, you know, I'm waiting for some guy one day to put in the comments, like, Hey Rich, I have this idea. Should I put my dick in a pencil sharpener and just you know, <laughs> it's, it's like my car doesn't
5: start when it snows, and I live in like Canada somewhere. Um, should I, should, I, should I trade it in or should I keep should I keep lugging through it? Like, no, man. Like, if, if you a lot of times, guys, like if you have to ask the question, you already kind of know the answer to it.
0: Yeah, uh, Quentin, what's up, buddy? Hey, can you hear what me? What do you got for us tonight?
8: Uh, I just had an LTR recently pass away due to complications with uh, the shot, and. Uh, oh, shit. I'm sorry I'm just to hear feeling, that. No, it sucks. I'm just feeling kind of right. lost. So I've been going to the gym every day. I got a plan for the next five years. And I just, I don't know. I don't feel really into chasing women right now or like practicing on other women, if that makes How sense. How long did she pass away? Three weeks. Oh, it's Oh, dude. Recently. Yeah, it's still yeah. recent. Yeah, yeah. yeah gr- grieve, man. Was yeah. it
0: uh, Was it like myocarditis or what ended up happening with the shock Uh Aneurysm.
8: Clot in the head. Uh, totally safe and effective damn. right fuck yeah. man i'm yeah. sure sorry to that i told to hear her not that. to get it but how old was she 26 damn yeah. sorry to hear that what?
0: well you know you're going through the grieving phase so it's like you know you kind of have to like move through it you know do whatever you got to do to get past it and then you know once you once you surrender to the fact that it's over and done with then that's when you can kind of like lean into the next chapter of your life and uh You know, for the time being, it's going to be all about you. I mean, like three weeks ago, your girlfriend dies. You're not going to start dating. I'll just download an app and start swiping right away, sort of thing like that. Maybe that'll come in the future. But right now, it's like, you know, you just got to reconcile it, accept it, surrender to it, and sort of move on from there. You guys got anything else to add?
5: Quentin, a lot of times, the hardest part, like a lot of guys that come to the Red Pill, they have like these origin stories of like some kind of trauma, whatever it is they kind of have to go through the same grieving process like with a divorce or wife cheats on them or leaves them. But a lot of times what it is, is you have this framework in your head, this image of what things are supposed to be like, how the future is supposed to look, and you're working towards it. The more relationship equity you have, the closer a relationship you have, the further out that plan is in the future. And then all of a sudden that rug gets pulled out from underneath you, whether it's death, whether it's divorce, whether it's another you know, D word that you know comes between you and your girl, yeah. um, that all of a sudden that framework, it shatters and you're left with kind of nothing you have to start from nothing you have to rebuild yourself so you're definitely in the initial phase of the grieving phase it seems like you have a good attitude about it like like you're not you're not drinking you're not doing any like self-harming behaviors or anything like that like you're doing positive things to start rebuilding that framework for your future
8: yeah it it was weird though because like after like two weeks i was like i got like super motivated i'm like i'm not living like we were living like (laughs) i'm gonna be an entrepreneur and i'm gonna do this shit so well, well if,
1: you know, it's that. If um, you wanna,
0: sorry, man, I gotta, I gotta do my sales pitch now that he mentioned <laughs> I want to be an entrepreneur. If you guys give me, give me a second here, actually, um, yeah. guys, I'm, I'm launching my, my course on the School of Entrepreneurship publicly at the end of the month. Um, so you're gonna want to get on my email list. Here, I'll put the, I'll put the banner up. Um, so it's below in the ticker. It's just entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dash flags um, there's like four or five hours of, um, modules and there's a private Facebook group and there's going to be monthly zoom calls. And, um, if you guys are serious about starting a business or you're running a very small business that isn't quite profitable or isn't really working out, you're going to want to get this course because it explains exactly what top shelf entrepreneurs do and what they don't do. Sorry, Renegade. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, no. I was going to say, I mean, you know, it's again, right. Sometimes it's uh, that, that, a certain trauma happens, right? Where it's like, you suddenly realize like, oh shit, like life can happen at any way or be completely unpredictable. So, I mean, again, you know, you're in very, very recent. So, I mean, it'd be kind of a warning sign, right? If like the first thing you wanted to do is like just go run around and like start tearing up the town, right? Like, you know, it's a, you had a solid relationship and this was an unfortunate, unexpected thing to happen. So, you know, it's going to take time to heal. Like, it's just going to take time.
8: It it amazes me how women have no shame. Like, I had like four or five girls message me, like, not even like two or three weeks after it happened. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, what the hell? (laughs) It's a good starting point. They want to nurture you. I mean, yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah.
5: They want to put you back together, I guess. You've got options. So,
0: um, you know, get past the grieving, work on yourself, you know, smash some weights, you know, get yourself sorted out. If you want to start a business, get in the email list to grab the course. I'm going to offer a discount to the people on the email list when I launch it. So uh, yeah, check that out. But thanks, Quentin. Thanks.
5: Yeah, jo- join join one of the groups and join Moff and I after if if you want to come. Yeah, uh, they'll be on you know, stereo
0: afterwards. More. We'll we'll uh, put it up on the screen for you guys. Okay. Thanks, bud. Um, I got Andy, John, Isaac. Uh, let me see if we can get through these. So let's hit uh, John over here. John, what's up, buddy? What do you got for us
4: tonight? Hey, Rich. Oh man, this is crazy. You're like uh, someone I I who's really helped me so much uh, throughout my life. I, I was going through deep depression at one point read your book and man at that point i was kind of fat out of shape and like honestly on the verge of killing myself read your book and man just changed everything got into jiu-jitsu uh got a full-time job making close to six figures now in a much better place so i just want to start off by saying thank you so much thank Um, you man i appreciate that yeah i want to get emotional i've been following you for a while now but um yeah, so right now I'm kind of uh, struggling with a uh, with this question, which is um, how do, how do I kind of split my time between kind of uh, between work, you know, building um, my professional life, but also at the same time not neglecting um, you know relationships with women and stuff like that. I- I've tried a bunch of different things, uh, but I I kind of keep coming to like the same issue where it's when I kind of go out on the weekends, I'll like try to set a time, uh, like one day out of the week, just go out with my buddies, have a great time. But we always stay out like super late. We come back, it ruins my sleep schedule for the next day, and then uh, just kind of throws off. man? Uh, twenty-seven. I turned yeah, twenty.
0: okay um well i mean you've read all my stuff and watched all my content so i'm really not going to tell you anything new so why don't i hand it off to josh because he's the guy that you know spins 14 plates and you know you can, <laughs> he can you know bring you in on the work-life balance sort of thing you know beyond the stuff that i've talked about
1: yeah that was that was pretty wild because yeah I had the most plates <laughs> i ever had in my entire life and i was making more money than i ever made at that point uh which is yeah um all right so how did I, you
0: do it man dispense the wisdom
1: they go hand yes. in hand don't they They sometimes do go hand in hand, but really it just kind of comes down to, right, setting up a a little bit of a schedule for yourself, right? Where it's like, hey, you know, I understand, right? If I go out, we're going to be out a little bit too late. There's nothing wrong with like saying, hey, instead of like one day of fun, let me have like two days of fun or like two and a half kind of days of fun and scheduling that in there. Um, Because you can always, right, find something to do find more work to do. But for me, I actually find that I'm like a kind of a work hard, play harder kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like for, you know, I'll... Put my nose to the grindstone and like work on you know work my projects everything i need to get done over the course of like six days but then i'll go out you know like maybe four or five times a week sometimes six times a week right which is can be a little bit crazy but it's also i can look back and say i never regret the, the fun that i have going out with uh my good friends and with um, like the random adventures or the stories that we've had so you know as long as it's not to that point where it's like man i really regret like having gone out because i you know wasted a bunch of time or anything um, you know, keeping that balance in there where you can say, hey, you know what? I can have a little bit of um, extra fun in there for myself because you kind of do need that that balance in there, right? Um, and a mentor of mine, he was worth a $105 million at the time when he told me this. He said, hey, if I were to do my whole thing over again, I would have had a lot more fun and enjoyed the process a lot more because even though I have a crazy amount of money, I can't buy that time back. And yes, I he's like, I'd rather have, you know, like $80 million and like would have had more fun at that time. Then, you know, have the hundred, whatever million dollars and, you know, missed out on some, feel like I missed out on some stuff. So again, you know, just kind of try and schedule a little bit of time for yourself. And again, if you, right, sleep in a little bit extra one day, right, as long as you're not like, you know, late to work or something like that, like impacting your actual professional life, then, hey, it's, it's okay to go
4: out and have a little bit of fun, you know? Definitely. Thank you. I, I think for me, it, like what it impacts the most is um, like my workout schedule. And yeah. like as I've started to go out uh, again and go out more, that that's kind of been the thing that's been throwing off. And and to be honest, when I when I when I've realized is when I don't like when that isn't in order, when that workout schedule isn't in order, it starts affecting like a lot of other things around it. Yeah, so if that's. Well, I mean, Jaron's thing- a
0: former fat guy too, so maybe he should chime mm-hmm. in on that. Too, cause I mean, you can get obsessed <laughs> with um, you know working out, right?
4: Yeah,
5: I got. I had to get to the point where being a former fat guy, um, and I always, I always say a show and rich with you two in private. That a lot of times your game gets ahead of you. So like, like this weekend I had a surprise where I'm like, oh my god, like this is the girl that would have been the girl of my dreams back my beta days. And not only am I out with her, she's into me. Like she's really into me, and she's acting right and like cool. Like keep it cool. But that fat kid syndrome always sticks with you and. It, there is a propensity to spend too much time in the gym, and, the, and guys that are hard gainers have the same issue too. I was telling, mm-hmm. a, I was telling a, my, my cleaning lady has asked me for diet advice earlier, and she's like, oh, you know, people like you and the girls you date, because you know, she, the cleaning lady sees, you know, sees what I do obviously, and uh, and then she's like, she's like, hey, can you like, give me like she girl sees the traffic, fitness? yeah, she's like, can you see, can you like girl fitness advice? And I tell her, to be honest, the people you see, like like your fitness models, this ideal you set up for yourself, they're all insecure to a degree. So eventually, I had to get to the point where I'm like, you know what? I like where I'm at. I don't really have to do anything else. I'm already strong. You know, I, I've got good muscle mass and good shape. You know, I almost have that. I almost have that V taper. I still have some loose skin from the weight loss, but like kind, rich, kind of like you with your scars, I accept it. like those are my battle wounds. It's a part of my story. Um, I normally have a six pack. There's a little flabby skin. It's, you know, I'll tell the story. I used to weigh an extra hundred pounds. Now I'm in my mid thirties and you know, I feel better than most 20 year olds do. So mm-hmm. So accept that part of yourself, live with it, move on. And then now I'm at the point where I'm just in maintenance mode. It's just don't get fat again. And there's not anxiety around it because there, there is anxiety around that. Don't get fat. Yeah. again state. <laughs> So I had to reframe that in my head to say like, okay, I want to age gracefully and I want to um, focus on overall well being. And when you make those two, your primary focuses, you kind of get rid of some of that anxiety around like, don't get fat. Don't get fat. Don't get fat. Don't get fat or am I jacked as that guy or, Oh no i should put more weight on the bar because that guy's smaller maybe he's lifting more but yeah i'm like you know i'm cutting so i can't lift that much anymore i'm gonna injure myself so get rid of all that bs in your head like no like my goal is to age gracefully and just optimize overall well-being and that spills over into every area of your life including game finances energy
1: sleep all that good stuff and if you have that um routine right that's keeping you disciplined okay great you know it's good to have that discipline right because when you get undisciplined that's where everything starts going like to the wayside So, you know, if the partying, right, is suddenly like cutting into you getting disciplined, then that's where you could say, okay, now it's time for me to like kind of scale back the partying, or at least be like, hey, I'm out with my guys, instead of saying, hey, I'm gonna stay out till, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. All right, guys, hey, it's it's one o'clock, I got to bounce out, right? Be a little bit disciplined around that. So or, that way, do, you not know, you your routine. John,
2: John. Oh, I'd, I'd work on a I'd work on growing a mullet and telling people your name is John Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you that might shot, be you've got to, a project. Yeah, you know, down. get a combat jacket and all that.
0: Last blood. <laughs> <laughs> all right man, good advice. Thank you. Uh, Let's see what Andy's got for us. He's uh He's been waiting oh, patiently. Rich, I was going
5: to tell that guy real yeah. quick, too. As far as partying, you don't have to go out and get drunk every night, too. Like, I was telling yeah. you guys in the private chat. Like, a lot of times when I go out, I have a really nice social plant medicine is delivered via a pen that's more on the upper side but it really just kind of cuts through social anxiety and just puts you like in a real chill like all right i can vibe with this stage Mm -hmm. that and or maybe like microdose a little bit of another fungi type of plant medicine Mm -hmm. figure it out but like you don't really have to drink like if you go in, if you show up already on a good vibe then you can order like diet sodas or like Guys in Nashville, Miami have seen me. I bring like these sugar-free Gatorade packets and I just mix those into like sparkling water or something, sip on it all night. Mm-hmm. If I want to have something to drink and there's a bottle at the table, maybe I'll pour a bit into it. But normally you don't need to drink. And if you don't do that, you can still stay out all night, but you're not hung over the next day. Like maybe you're a little groggy because your sleep schedule's off, but like you don't have those physical ailments that, you know, rejecting poison, which is what alcohol is from your system. So it's so a couple of tidbits there.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Andy, what do you got for us tonight, buddy?
9: Oh, hey, man. Can you hear me? Yep. Um, Yeah, um, I've got a million questions, Rich. I know uh, you always like people to ask.
0: You're going to have to distill it down to one, man. (laughs) We don't have time for a million.
9: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, down to one. Um, TRT. um, Yes. I have natural um, levels of 900. Uh, But since I had the jab, they've gone down to like 350.
0: Mm.
9: And like I'm 35 now, and I'm just thinking, I've got no kids um, my levels haven't improved over the last six months.
0: What have you been doing to try to improve the levels? First of all,
9: uh, sleeping, no drinking exercise, my ass off. Um, everything that I did in the beginning to raise them from mm-hmm. 300 up to 900 naturally, but mm-hmm. since I had the jab, um, the have a their- sec,
0: this started to happen after the job.
9: Yeah. After the second Pfizer. You well. know what
0: man this is not the first time I've heard this I was talking to Jay Campbell about 7 months ago and he was telling me he was dealing with a lot of European clients that were that were that he was monitoring their blood labs on and he saw that their testosterone levels dropped after the jabs um coincidence I don't think so it's it's you know it's a story I've heard quite a bit so as far as improving your levels it's heavy compound lifts which it sounds like you're doing so squats deadlifts yeah. bench presses stuff like that Sleep is proper. Like you got good, you know, restorative sleep. Yep. Uh, right, diet's good. It's on yeah. point.
9: I mean, I'm a person with try, you know, trying to run.
0: Okay. Uh, so I mean, I like, the, there's there's certain supplements that will s- support, you know, testosterone. I've got I've got one in my lineup. It's um I don't have it on my shelf here because I ran out and I had to pop open one of the bottles. But it's called Alpha T. And um, there's Tongat Ali Ashwagandha. If you want to go a little more fringe, there's another supplement called um, Fidoja Agresta. Uh, Uh, But apparently that's toxic to your liver over a certain period of time. So I wouldn't recommend it long term. But if you get my Alpha T product, it's it's basically got what you need. You also need to make sure you're supplementing with zinc and vitamin D because those are the other two really important ones which help, you know, help facilitate testosterone production. Are you doing all of that right now?
9: Yeah, I plug everything that I into um, Chronometer. Uh, hit, hit everything. Um, so, Where do you live? Sorry. Where do you live? Uh, UK. UK. Do
0: they do they have testosterone uh, therapy clinics there?
9: Uh, it's getting better, um, but even if they didn't, I'd be able to.
0: You'd be able to get some anyway. Yeah, I,
9: I was kind of just asking, like, what difference did it make for you? it's
0: you know what i'll i'll probably do a a bit of an update video on it because it's been a few years now but i but i can't remember a time when i was not on testosterone now because i mean i started around 40 it's been about four or five years now i think um it's great but i mean like it does it does take some management like i'll be honest with you like i have to go do blood labs every three or four months and it's like okay my zinc's too low my copper's too low you know, when you oversupplement on zinc, then it makes you copper, you know, copper deficient. Then your iron's efficient. You have to donate blood, and then your iron goes down when you donate blood. So it's not as simple as just, you know, going to get an oily substance and jamming yeah. it in your ass cheek, and everything's going to balance itself out. Like there's work that needs to be done. And I'm okay with doing it because I want to live an optimized life. So I don't mind. Like I do a vitamin bag therapy every two weeks. I go in, I get an IV, and they give me a vitamin bag with all the good shit in it. So, I do everything that's required. So I mean, if you're a personal trainer, and you can get all this stuff, and you know what you're doing, and you understand how to read your blood labs and manage all that stuff, then I would say go for it. Yeah,
9: I mean, I've got two degrees in biomedical science, I've just finished my second master's in stem cell therapy. I mean, I don't think there's anything else I can do to optimize my levels. And I've been at 300 now for a while. And my natural levels are 900. And I feel shit. So you
0: know, well, um, you might want to look into, you know, getting yourself some gear and, you know, getting yourself optimized. Don't, don't go overboard with it. Cause I mean, you're going to have a cascade of like side effects, obviously, but I mean, you know that,
1: Yes, but, of course. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, just,
0: just get yourself up to a level where, you know, where you're feeling proper again. And then, um, and then you're going to have to manage everything, you know, from there, like the conversion of testosterone, estrogen, you know, the thick, you know, the thickening of the blood, if you have to donate blood, then your iron is going to drop, you know? So you're going to want to manage all those things
9: okay the only other thing i was going to say uh your great reset podcast was uh awesome
0: thank you appreciate that
1: Um, thank you very much for your time take it All easy. Right, thanks it easy. You rich you should take him out for a spin in the mclaren that'll get the tea right up <laughs>
5: yeah rich i was gonna say a, a lot of guys kind of like the sex topic they have a lot of anxiety around the testosterone issue and it is kind of scary like oh i have to inject myself or oh my god am i less of a man because i'm putting an exogenous source of testosterone yeah. in me I was at that same point. I had a girlfriend at the time and like I hid it from her for a couple of months. And then once the levels balanced out, like I just felt so good. Like I like, why would you hold back? You just don't care anymore. Yeah. And then the and then the thought of like, oh, I want to go off it someday, that just goes away because you just feel good all the time. You're like, yeah, why like would you I would... want to go back to feeling shitty? That yeah, it's like sense. if you're
0: de- if you're dehydrated and then you drink water and you <laughs> yeah. feel better, like why would you stop drinking water? Right. Yeah. You know it hydrates you and it gets you to where you want to be. But I mean, the only the only downside that I um, don't like is—is is, okay. What if ha- what happens if like the shit hits the fan and yeah. now all of a sudden you can't get you know your hormones? Okay, I've got like
5: a year of supply because yeah, like, in yeah, like fortunately
0: I've got guys now that are in my network that like homebrew and it's like you I know can if, get it for you from if pharmacy, a comet hits okay. the fucking pharmacy, then I got a guy with dry powder and you know he can make and He's got plenty for years to yeah. come, sort of thing. So that's the only downside to it, but I don't really like that's a. They sell it over the counter
5: here, though, so like you can find it. You can find it anywhere. Not everyone's on TRT. Like you walk around here, and there's people that are fat, just like the U.S. They're just not as evolved as we are in the. uh, Yeah, most people in Mexico. (laughs) When I
0: see them, they're definitely not on testosterone therapy as they get older. Nah. But yeah, it's you know, it just makes your life better i mean you know like one of the arguments guys will be like oh well like oh well you're gonna die younger you're gonna have a heart attack it's like you know what i'd rather live a fully optimized life and and, and trade off a couple of years off the end and live better during the time that i'm alive than getting an extra couple of years at the end fuck that keep them down yeah. that's just the way that i see it um let's do one more let's see if we got time for one more here we got uh tone J toenail three J toenail three or toenail jay what's up buddy Uh, You're muted. Uh, You're muted. You got to get that line through your mic, bottom of the screen.
10: Am I coming in clear? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're good. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. So I was the crazy guy calling in with the Onigan again off off-a-girl. On-again, off-a-girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: was was the uh, super... The pencil sharpener response. response. Yes, the pencil sharpener. Yes, don't go and stick your dick in a pencil sharpener. Absolutely. Okay, so on-again, off-again for six years.
10: Yeah. So what happened was, is I, am so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm fairly successful. I've got six figures. I'm in good shape. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have FU money, but uh, other than that, I think I'm, you know, checking all the boxes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, after several years of marriage, my wife, uh, who was another lawyer who happened to be three or four times more net worth than I am, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the marriage it was sort of like we were a partnership with children and uh, I guess I had a classic midlife crisis, Mm. met this uh, beautiful Latina woman. And uh, so sort of literally ran off with her with my motorcycle, Harley Davidson, of course. Mm. And um, you know, the first year, I mean, she was exactly like everything you described about the genuine desire. You know, she was looking at me when we took photos together Uh, on my 45th birthday. She literally took 45 candles and put them on a, on a cake. You know, she would, she, I mean, she, she came into my frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, is that, uh, because of my financial situation, I didn't, I didn't want to get divorced because,
0: uh, are you still I, married to your ex? Yes. Okay. So
10: that's the thing. So this has been on again and off again for five years. So she's a devout, she claims, to, she, I think she is, she's a very devout Catholic Latina. She prays every day you know, um, burns candles and that sort of thing. And she was like, Oh, you're, you're just, uh, being manipulated by your ex-wife. So I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so, uh, just, you know, I even my own mother was like, I can see both sides of the story. I didn't want to get divorced yet because we're still working out issues financially and between our children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she just, she she would get psycho jealous of my kids. She'd call my ex-wife an ape. And uh, she doesn't want to meet two of my three children. Um, And frankly, I'm so scared of her. You know how Latino women are not to be racist, but she was super jealous even of my children. I mean, my daughter's cat was staying at my place and she got so jealous of the cat when I was petting the cat. Like she threw the cat off the couch one time.
0: Um, (laughs) But so why why are we even having this conversation, dude? Like, you know, why is it like because she's hot, she's pretty and she lets you touch her boobies like. Why? Like, why are you putting up with this?
5: Is that an answer? Is that a question where the answer is contained within the question? Maybe <laughs> like it is. Earlier. Maybe it's yeah. so
0: obvious. Yeah. Like, Andrew, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm always blown so, away by, like, the level of, like, dude at, like, lawyer. Obviously, like, my ex-wife's a lawyer, so I know what they have to go through to get that degree and, like, work that job and yeah. all that sort of shit. So it's like, you know, like, you're a smart guy, and you see red flags, they're going in a box that says this is a box of red flags and you still want to hang out with the red flags anyway right like it's like she's telling you what she's about right i mean you've got to be able to do better i mean you got to be able to hold yourself to higher standards is really what it just boils down to right like why would you invite this crazy bitch into your life like you already have a ex-wife you've got kids that you're trying to raise how old are the kids
4: um,
10: so I've got a daughter that's, uh, 23 and she's on her way to being a successful lawyer. Okay, so she's son that's seven, Yeah. She's seven. She's a son who's 18 who's off at business school yeah. and a daughter that's 11. And, um, okay. I've been, I haven't even introduced her to my younger children. Uh, just my older uh, daughter. And she, she does sort of think she's a bit crazy, but yeah. here's the thing. Okay. Call me crazy, but she definitely had genuine desire for me. Doesn't and matter. one of the red, red flags you talked about was daddy issues and she has an yeah. extremely good relationship with her father.
0: Who um, cares? Who cares man? She's she's like she's already told you what what she's all about with even the red flags that you've talked about right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's dozens more, you know that you here's, haven't yeah, here's, gotten to her you don't want to talk about. Go ahead, John. Well, here's
1: here's the major thing, right? Is that from all your well from her perspective, right? Um, she is always going to be that mistress because your time and attention is devoted elsewhere, predominantly to your Mm -hmm. ex-wife. But mostly, mostly, even though that's going on, it's like to your children. So in her eyes, you're always going to be that like secondary mistress, right? And the girls, they want to be, they want to be number one, right? They want to be that number one spot of of attention, of intimacy. Uh,
10: So I'm 52 uh, and she's 40, about 45 or so, 47. Do you have any kids? She has a, one son who's 19 years old. Her father, uh, the father of her son is uh, in Germany. And he's uh, pretty much a hardcore alcoholic, sits around all day and drinks beer. Well, um, but her son turned father. out
0: okay. Sorry. Well, she chose him as a father. I mean, I'm pretty sure she, she knew yeah. that when she,
5: you know,
1: oh, yeah. had a kid with him. So, I mean, it's, it's not. there's no real clear, like, pathway. Because, again, best case scenario, right? If you finish finalize your divorce with your ex and then you get with her, you still have your children and you're having your children for life if she's still jealous of those mm. best case scenario you're still with this girl that's always going to be Dude, she's jealous of your
0: daughter's evictions. cat yeah the fucking
1: cat. Your <laughs> <and affections laughs> over your, your lifelong <laughs> commitment <laughs> okay so,
0: all right like, like well, does that so sound weird when i you. say it back to you like my girlfriend <laughs> well, is jealous just of my two days cat. ago
10: she flicked the cat in the nose you know
0: yeah. i mean like, um, so, dude, yeah. any 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 human being that's, like, abusive to an animal, and I don't even like cats, but... That's serial killer like, shit. Yeah, like, it's, like, fucked up shit. Like, that's bunny boiler stuff, right? Like, you're going to come home <laughs> and find a cat in the pot one day.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, look at your best-case scenario, right? Best-case upside scenario, the biggest issue, right, is you're still jealous of your, your affection and your relationship with your kids? That's not going anywhere. So, best-case scenario, you still have to deal with this exact same scenario that you have. Even if when mm. your divorce is finalized or whatever, mm-hmm. so there there is no real best case scenario upside for
7: you.
0: You're right? you're, you're probably going to make out okay with your divorce because she does better than you. But generally speaking, like you know, I'm guessing she probably doesn't make as much money as you. This Latino. No, chick. she's
10: un, she's unemployable. And she's uh, unemployed. No, I, I even I paid for her training to become a, uh, a medical pedicurist. Oh, for she sucks. S- doesn't want to go to class even. No, she's really good at hanging out at the apartment and talking to her friends.
0: Dude, <laughs> come on, man! You're I'm smarter mad. than this. You're I'm way mad smarter mad. than this. Oh. Okay, do not do not do that. All right,
10: final question before. I, how about this? Um, is it is it? I got a buddy of mine. He's a triathlete. triathlete he's very successful. And a few years ago, I was at a, 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 a dinner party, and he's probably you know sixty years old. He's got some gray hair. And he comes up to me and he goes, hello, this is my girlfriend, not my daughter. And she was like this 24 year old, beautiful Ukrainian. And he goes, "And because the guy is still married. So here's the thing I'm wondering, guys, how crazy is this? OK, marriage is an unconscionable contract. But in my current situation, because my current wife is actually quite wealthy, and I actually could have, from a financial point of view, staying with her, even if we're separated, one day I could hit the jackpot. Um, How strange is that to like stay married for financial reasons? And in a certain sense, it's good for the children because we're not legally divorced. I don't know. Um, I mean have you ever seen that for children? Uh well, because it's not creating trauma and my daughter from my first marriage can can still stay at the house with my daughter from my current marriage.
0: Okay, you've been married twice.
10: Yeah, I've been married twice. That's right.
0: and and you're talking about doing it a third time. Here's no, no, no. Actually, Rich, one of the, With the one of the
10: things burned in my brain is the marriage is an unconscionable contract.
0: Okay, so I mean, like you're not um, thinking that makes about a lot it. of sense. But I mean, like no, you, but I mean, like you like the idea of a hot. Young Ukrainian bride. They're on sale right now, by the way. There's lots of refugees out there. Well, you're no, I'm, I'm giving. For...
10: You, no, not that I'm into Ukrainian young brides. I'm talking about uh, my 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 uh, elderly friend here. Who yeah. Stayed, he said he stayed married for financial reasons. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm. That's the question. Have you okay? So in your experience,
0: okay, okay to that yeah. question, I mean, you're talking about should I make myself my own mental point of origin, and if staying married to your wife for the kids, for financial reasons, for dealing with the assets or whatever. I mean, you're talking about untying this over here to invite a crazy bitch that doesn't work and doesn't want to work into your life that flicks your cat's nose, right? Like, I mean, you've got like, even though you're not with your wife, you've got a family with her and you have assets that you've built together. I've seen people like, you know, basically split up the family. And they keep the matrimonial assets, you know, together just for the sake of the estate and the kids, because mm-hmm. it just makes better sense. Like if you're going to go and get remarried to another chick and then you've got all the stuff to deal with the estate and all that sort of stuff. And if she's still on title, you know, like you've got a chalet, you've got a cottage, you've got a home, you've got a condo down at the beach sort of thing. Like if you have built a life like this and there's an ecosystem, then it, if it makes better sense for you guys logically, like on paper, like from a legal perspective to maintain that. But your marriage is no longer a marriage. Who cares? And who cares what she thinks? You know, if she's like, oh, you're still married or whatever, it's like, well, it's on paper, but we don't. That's
10: what I said a thousand times. It's paper. And she was like, no, 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 I can't stand it. Or I mean, again, like, I'll tell you why.
0: It's because she's 45. She's old. She knows that her eggs are dried up. She has no other value to any other man. So she has to lock you down.
7: She has to lock you down,
0: right? She's got nothing going on in her world, right? She doesn't have a fucking job. She doesn't want to work. She sees this, like, lottery ticket, you, and it's like, if she can un- untether you from that life, and then she can get her meat hooks into you, she's taken care of. Yep. She doesn't give a fuck about you. I mean, she, she's flicking your kid's cat's nose, dude.
1: <laughs> well yeah. said. Yeah. She cares more about the potential investment in protecting, like, her lifestyle being funded yeah. than actually you, you know? Yeah. Well, she even
10: uh, said that. She goes, I need more security. Good. Fuck off, then. Yeah, go find some go, other guy. She go more
1: security, yeah. Yeah,
10: all right, so here's what I'm thinking about I'm thinking about going for a woman closer to my age and closer to my career path, you know, and uh, not playing with the younger. Have you, have you,
0: have you read my book?
10: Uh, Yes, I have, I haven't read it twice, but I I have read it.
1: Go find a hot book.
0: yeah, uh, like you know, for a guy like you, I you've already got a family, you've already got kids, so basically, what. What is it you're looking for is intimacy, companionship, friendship. You know, if you can find that too, as well, complements your life, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. But as soon as you deal with women while you're dating that violate any of your basic rules, it's out. I don't care it's if she's out. a hot Latino with a fat ass. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it, like none of that stuff matters, dude. Like you don't need any of that headache, any of that chaos in your life. You already like know 20s, that though. early 30s.
3: I, I, like 20s, I, 30s. This... I'm looking for a 50 year old broad, 20, 28 to 32.
10: Well, whatever, I mean, to you know, 25, extent, 35, 35, it
0: doesn't matter. Yeah. Like as long as she's not yeah. complicating your life the way that this one is. Yeah, and, well, I think I need and, to... and it's and it's hard and fast, like, you know, she's not looking to to lock herself in your life. She's not looking for a marriage. So, I mean, you might find that a 28 year old hottie that wants nothing to do with anything else but just a friends with benefits, maybe that works. It might be a 38 year old chick that's divorced, that divorce raped her husband, has more money than God, has more money than you. But digs your vibe you're professional you look like good arm candy because you guys can go to professional events together hey here's jay toe jay jay toenail jay jay toenail
10: o'neal o'neal jay, <laughs>
0: jay toenail the lawyer whatever uh you know <laughs> here's my arm candy you're gonna look good on her arm and she's probably never gonna want to marry you anyway because she's already got her shit and she knows that if she marries you then she's gonna expose her wealth to you sort of thing so i mean like you could look at it from different angles but yeah all that it boils down to is do what's best for you. That's what mental point of origin means, right? You don't, you don't sacrifice. Stop, stop playing Captain Savajo. Okay. Like this is what you're doing with this Latino chick, playing Captain Savajo. Let uh, let her live with her bad choices from her lifestyle. You have your life, you have your kids to raise, you have your wealth to protect. Do that. I mean, like, what does your ex-wife say about all this? I'm sure she's had a you know opinion about your she
10: she, she I mean, it's really weird. She's like, don't ask, don't tell. You know, I live mm-hmm. uh, on the other side of town and I've been living with her on again and off again for six years. In between mm-hmm. that, I was dating other women. Yeah. Um, you know, following your advice and, you know, other gentlemen's advice, Rolo Tomasi, I really got a lot out of that. You know, I've been hitting the gym hard. I've, I mean, I'm not an a sports but I got the V-shape going. I got Harley good. Davidson. I play drums in a band. Um, you know, I,
0: yes. I, I, I.
10: the only thing I'm missing out of the checklist is the FU money. I'm working on that, but not quite there. Okay. And, uh, you know, so I've got options um, and I'm very familiar with the term one itis. Uh, I've had one itis probably six times in my, so there you go. You know, I've learned yeah, that. Well, much I mean, you've got it right girl.
0: now for this chick. Cause I mean, you're making a lot of excuses for her bad behaviors, right?
1: Yeah. And again, look
0: at your best well, see, case scenario
1: with this girl. See, like your best well, case see, scenario is not that great.
10: Well, that's the psycho, per, per, the, the, the psych, psycho thing is I'm wondering if I'm the problem, not her.
1: You are a problem, yeah. Well, you're enabling it, right? Because it's I mean, like she's doing she this.
0: And... She's a separate problem that shouldn't be your problem. But the problem right. that you have is that you don't have high enough standards for yourself in what it is that you're willing to tolerate mm. with a good woman. I mean, the show topic is what is a good woman. This woman's yeah. not a good woman, and you're asking about marrying her in the super chat, and it's like might as well stick your dick in a pencil sharpener while you're at it, too, right? <laughs>
1: yeah because i mean the thing yeah. is right you can you can walk like if this is a restaurant right that keeps serving you bad food it's burnt it's giving you making you sick the chickens rock going
0: to the damn restaurant
1: you can get up and leave that restaurant you don't have to eat there there's a lot of other restaurants around the street so yeah. you know why <laughs> would you sit there and continuously stay at this restaurant and then could contemplate like oh maybe i should like be an active investor in this restaurant start buying shares in it why why would you do that yeah, yeah.
0: all right man
10: yeah, this has been superbly helpful. Thanks, uh, Rich and, uh, and, and the gang. Just Thank you. Love your show, and uh, I'm, I'm going to keep listening. Thanks a lot. Appreciate
0: it. Thanks, man. Uh, all right, let's hit the super chat. Mark Mansfield says, what side effects did any of you guys suffer from TRT? I just started therapy. My nipples are sensitive. Does this go away? That's probably because your estrogen spiking. Usually when you start introducing exogenous testosterone, um, if especially if you have a lot of body fat. So if you're fatter, there's an enzyme called, um, aromatase, which is mostly in your belly fat. So if you're converting testosterone to estrogen at a high level, um, your nipples will get sensitive. Like they'll, they'll actually hurt. Um, that, that will go away if you lose the body fat. So you can lose the body fat, lower your dose, or you can take an AI. Um, you can ask your doctor for an AI, which will, um, prevent the conversion from testosterone, estrogen, and you won't have those side effects. But, uh, Yeah, that's, you know, simple as that. You can make it go away, but talk to your doctor. That's what your doctors are for. Um, This is here, virtue king. I'm 22 and single, no plates to spin. What avenue do you guys think is best for me to get into for making a business? I have been looking at real estate, digital marketing, and just sales, but not. Dude, did you just get into the show? Um, Below in the ticker. Get on my email list and receive the free chapter on red flags. You'll also, while you're on the email list, be notified when I open my course at the end of the month. It's called the School of Entrepreneurship. It teaches you everything that you need to understand that the greats follow when it comes to building an easy, lucrative, and fun business. Most guys, when they start a business for the first time, build some shit that's hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. Don't do that, um, or do it if you want, and you know, enjoy the labor of or enjoy the fruits of that labor. In my opinion. Get on the email list, buy the course when it launches, and you know, you'll know get the clarity that you need. There's a lot of support. There's a private Facebook group. There's going to be Zoom calls. It's it's going to be bomb. So get on the email list. That launches the last week of April. And if you're on the email list, I'll give you guys a sweet little discount as well for being on that. So do that today. Uh, we lost uh, 50 shades, man. I guess you got bored of the pencil sharpener guy. <laughs> um. All right. I think I got all the super chats. That's it. Moff and Jaron are going to be on the Stereo Show. It's just uh, just download the Stereo app and search for Moff M O F F. It's kind of like a podcast call-in show. There's no video, but you guys can chop up ideas. It uh, sounds like Josh will be on too. Um, so check that out. And uh, their Instagram handles are there. Um, Josh, where can people find you? Do you have an IG handle, or where do you want to send them?
1: Uh yeah, just my name, uh, Renegade Wigman. You can find me on Instagram uh, at dot com, my website, or on my Twitter. Um, so. I'm around, but yeah, pleasure always being on the show, Rich.
0: All right. Fun show guys. Enjoy it. Go uh, check out Moff and Jaron afterwards. They've, they've always got some uh, fun follow-up stuff. Uh, I'm feeling sick. So I'm gonna go to sleep. I'll catch you guys later. Peace out.